0: Circle K is America's thirst stop and yours especially when the weather gets and you need to stay stay refreshed on the go with ice cold Circle K favorites like freshly ground iced coffee Froster, Polar Pop Cup and more and right now at Circle K save on all 20 ounce Coke products three for just $4.25 when life's go 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 make us your first stop because Circle K is America's thirst stop
2: Belle Guinness was a lady fair in Indiana State. She weighed about 300 pounds, and that is quite some weight. That she was stronger than a man her neighbors all did own. She butchered hogs right easily and did it all alone. But hogs were just a sideline she indulged in now and then. Her favorite occupation was a butchering of men. Welcome to another episode of Talk Murder to Me. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Episode 230. We are getting there. Damn, to where? We don't know.
3: We are just (laughs) running really fast in place. Are in circles
2: uh well before we get started with today's episode i do have quite a few patreon folks to shout out who have joined us uh a special thank you to Brittany, to jessica to Haley, travis and eric thank you all wow, thank you guys so much it is just makes me so happy to see every week you know when i log in there's you know, it's not like there's never any activity. There's just so much going on, lots of interaction, lots of new people, um, and so we're we're gonna have to play some catch up on surprise shots as well because uh, we've got a lot of supremos coming on board. So, so today's surprise shot dedication is for Tori. Thank you, Tori, for supporting us. Um, we are thrilled to have you, and tonight's surprise shot is dedicated to Voo. Voo? Voo. Voo, I guess I'm saying that because we're drinking
3: La Chouf. Did she request this?
2: She did not give us a specific request, so I picked this one out on her behalf.
4: So it may or may not be good.
3: No, it smells good. It'll be good. I know, this is Honey Jack or something.
4: no. You can't, ju- you can't guess before we take it. You're breaking the rules, Tori. This is for you. Surprise shot! Surprise shot! We. <laughs> you messed me up. <laughs> I I can't remember which one I'm supposed
2: to say. It's with an S. It's uh, plural because we're taking shots give as her a, a group.
3: Give her a break. It's only episode 230. <laughs> <laughs>
4: You've only sang this song 230 times. More than that with all the live shows and Patreon Exactly. Episodes. All right, Tori, this is for you as well. Surprise shots, surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise.
2: Oh, that was a wet one. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, are you having some <laughs> digestive issues just when i <laughs> thought
4: that maybe just maybe i might be able to escape from john's input on my song cheers oh you forgot i'm having a rough day <laughs> cheers. cheers
3: that is really good is
4: that Deserono? it is Deserono. Yeah.
3: that's what Deserono tastes like yeah God, damn that is really good
4: yeah yeah it's the amaretto mix it with sour mix Oh, so good. Wait, do we have sour mix? We well, don't, don't even need that. Shit. I need some.
3: It's got a lot of sugar in oh, it though. I bet.
4: Probably. It's delicious.
3: I wanted to get some Norwegian beer because mm. of the story tonight, but Total Wine didn't have any. So we're drinking Scotland beer. Scottish? Scottish. Well, I'm Scottish drinking that. Beer. They're drinking LaDouche from uh Le-
4: Shouf. I already drank Lachouf. I'm not yeah. a fan I'm of like, this. I like Scottish this. Beer. I'll drink that I'll drink that if you want to drink the La Douche all right surprise shot
2: number two this one is dedicated to sydney so sydney um it, she is a frequent commenter on jogs john's blog posts blah can't say words so this is for you sydney this is not a special request but i'm pretty sure i concocted something amazing on
4: your behalf this is for you sydney Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are, cause they're a surprise. I feel so targeted. <laughs> like now you're like surprise shots. Yeah, because you guys made me self-aware and I don't like it.
3: Jen got woke. This That's what it is.
4: <laughs> Cheers.
3: <laughs> she got woke.
4: <laughs> Cheers. Hypnotic and Malbu. Yeah. It almost tastes like those monsters oh, that we that. had. Remember that time that we used the monster? Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: You guys, go to YouTube if you want to follow along with us tonight. You can also go to talkmore.com. I got a blog post there with a bunch of photos that you are going to want to see, but tonight we are going to the land of Dick and Jane. Pleasantville we're also going to the land of Jiffy Pop. Middle
4: America? Jiffy Pop.
3: And also, we're going to the land of a world-famous foot doctor. Does anyone want to guess who Dr. that Scholes? is? Dr. There you go, Dr. Scholes. Um, <laughs> Guys, tonight we are going to McClung Road in LaPorte,
4: <gasps> In Illinois? Indiana. Illinois? I thought it was Illinois.
3: I was going to say Illinois, too. Pretty sure it's Indiana.
4: Yeah, Indiana. You're right. (laughs) Maybe there's a LaPorte
2: also in Illinois.
3: Now, I'm not sure where exactly the location is, but I know it's right at the end of McClung Road, which is this one right here. McClung. So this is McClung Road, and the place we're going to tonight, this is Farmville. I think we're going right here, because in the photos I'm going to show you in a little bit, and I could not find an exact location, but there is a lake right by the home, so I'm thinking it's like right over here somewhere. Now, this is completely different than it was in 1909.
4: Ooh. Early. Uh
3: But we are going to... Early
4: 20th century.
3: Laporte.
4: Uh, You know what's really sad? Hmm. Is that now when people check IDs, they are like, they look, just look real quick and they can say, how did you know it was so quick? And it's because you were born in the 1900s.
3: What? Whoa. Oh, yeah. Whoa, I didn't even think
2: of that.
3: Well, TikTok, TikTok, Jen. Gotta find you a man. She Working on has, it. She
2: has a love interest
3: tonight everybody welcome to talk murder to me let's get started we uh sound like an auctioneer welcome everybody to talk murder to me tonight we are going to April 28 1908 we're going to Laporte Indiana now what um what is Indiana known for
4: corn the oh. Indiana Pacers the the Indianapolis 500s
3: well, all that stuff, yeah. But if you're in Indiana...
4: Steel, oil.
3: Did you know that your state was, probably maybe even still is, the number one state for the most memberships of the Ku Klux Klan?
2: Ooh. Whoa. I <laughs> one, would one, not have guessed that. Yeah, I wouldn't have one, guessed that either.
3: One out of four... Used to be (gasps) in the Ku Klux Klan.
4: Wow. Wow, that is high. Way to go, Indiana. (laughs) I'm shocked that it would be that high. Yeah, I thought maybe like Abilama. or- No, that's where
3: like the Grand Masters and all that shit. I want to do a story with the Grand Dragons and all that stuff. Really (sighs) dive into the history there. But anyway- I don't know. We're going to April 28th, 1908. A farmhand- by the name of Joe Maxson, and I'm going to show you a picture in a little bit, wakes up around 3 a.m. in the morning because he smells smoke, and it is infiltrating his room. Now, he is a farmhand, so he lives with the the real farmer that lives there with her. It's, it's a woman. She lives. She's a widow. She lives with her three kids there, and he is a farmhand helping her out you know, with the cow auctions, pig auctions, the uh, the land tilling, all that stuff she needs to do, the ho- feeding the hogs, all that stuff you do on the farm. He's there to help her. He's only been there for a few months, but he wakes up three a.m. because the smoke just barrels into his room. Now these are wooden homes, completely wood, no brick or anything. And as you see in the photo right here, this is what remains of a home back in the day. When it gets hit by a fire, Hmm. there's nothing left. And in fact, if you see this photo, I'll put this on talkmore.com. This is a really interesting photo because cameras weren't, I don't don't believe cameras were quick flashes back then and it just captures an image. So you can actually see one of the pillars of the house falling there on the right. Mm. I thought that was very interesting. You also see a a ladder on the ground. So if you're looking at this photo right now, there's nothing left. This farm house that they were living in completely up in a blaze burned down to the ground all right any questions
4: well it looks like maybe that was brick that face or is that like a chimney maybe
3: yeah i mean there's the the majority of it is wood well yeah i I
4: mean because it's not there anymore i would assume but that's interesting it's kind of like the three little pigs (laughs) yeah
3: all right, who you're looking at now is the farmhand, Joe Maxson. As you see, the photo here is completely demolished. At 3 a.m., he wakes up. He immediately climbs out of his window. He just drops to the ground. The whole house is ablaze. He runs out to the barn. He grabs a hatchet. Because you have a woman, a widow there, with three children in the home.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Like three small children in the home. Yeah, She's probably still asleep. And they're probably still asleep, too. One of them lives, or one of them stays in the room. The youngest son with the mama. Mm -hmm. The other two don't, but they're still in the home. So he grabs a hatchet and he runs and he tries to knock down the door. But the fire is just too hot. It's too all-consuming. He can't even go back into the to the farm to the. um, He can't even go back into the home. Mm -hmm. So they're inside still.
4: That's one of my biggest fears, especially like living alone is. If like is a fire. Oh, my house is brick. So I mean, I'm, mm. but I mean, if something happens inside, um, yeah. I'm worried that I wouldn't wake up because I could I'd like I'm dead when I'm asleep. Like. Mm.
3: All right. So the photo you're looking at now is of the farm is of the farmhand Joe Maxson. And what you don't see is the four others that were there, the widow and her three children. So obviously they were consumed in the fire. So what we're going to try to figure out tonight is who started this fire because someone not only started the fire, but killed the kids too in the fire, right? I mean, this is a murder podcast, so this isn't an accidental fire, right? This is, this is this is a form of arson. Yeah. Well, so with arson back then, especially, I think probably still the same today, if you commit arson and people get murdered or die inside the fire that counts as murder too so now you got four people right it was about to be five but he the one escaped i'm not saying that he didn't do it but we'll ask that question a little bit
4: well i think that you can cross our names off because we didn't start the fire it It was was always burning burning since the world's been turning
3: all right if you want to read this, this is from the local newspaper
2: The bodies of the mother and her children were found, piled up together, indicating that the mother had evidently made an effort to escape from the house, with children clinging to her.
3: All right, here's another photo of the fire. You see it's completely the home, which is brick. Yeah, see it now. The brick foundation standing up, but the whole entirety of the house, other than the brick, is completely demolished. Completely burnt to the ground. Yeah, and you see, it is a Looks big like farm.
2: Bulldozed almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: You see, it is a big farm, and you see like a barn over there in the back, and and like another little shed. So it's a pretty big farm. Are we
2: basically looking at the basement at this point?
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is the basement. Okay. very good. Yeah, so everything burned down to the basement, mm-hmm. and you see what you see there is a big uh, support beam. Do you see the support yep. beam yep. on the on the right there? Yeah. Keep that in mind.
2: The mother, aroused from her sleep by the crackling of flames and the fumes of suffocating smoke, true to the maternal instinct, had thrown a quilt about the child, evidently with the idea of protecting its little body from the cold after they gained the open.
3: The woman, because this is a a national tragedy. It's one thing if a widow dies or a man dies or even a kid dies, but a a widow and her three children all burn to death in a fire.
2: Like they've already gone through enough tragedy, right? Exactly.
3: So immediate. So immediately, the press comes out and describes the widow as, as you see here, yeah, heroic. Basically, she did everything she could to save. As you see Mm -hmm. here, she were she was protecting her youngest son by putting a quilt over him. So when she did make it out of the house, he'll be warm. Stuff like that. But she just could not get out of the house. Mm -hmm. But they wanted to make her a, a hero because the media wanted to really find out who did this, who killed all these kids and this widow, and really drive it home that they're a monster. So they're really putting a positive light on the the uh, the mother. Now the little boy, the youngest, quote, whose face was black with a hole in the forehead from a falling brick. Oh wow. And you saw the rubble in the support system there. Its limbs below the knees had been completely burned away. Oh. So below the knees, the child's legs were not even there, burnt in the inferno. The child's mouth was open, oh. silent testimony to the agony of death, end quote. Wow. Very uh, titillizing Back in the day, from what I learned in this story, I, I'm sure it's, I mean, you look at like the Daily Mail and you know, Talk Murder Me, they uh, they're very sensational. So, but back in the day, they didn't really have any guidelines. So to sell papers, it was just a free for all.
4: Also, I mean, I feel like back in the day, pictures were not as available. So you had to use written word hmm. to really get your point across. Yeah, that's a good point. Very good point. I like that. Thank you, here's awesome. another
3: photo here of the carnage. Now, this is more about the mother.
2: It looks like a very big farmhouse. Is that oh, yeah, accurate? it's huge. What very, is that? It's a what do those farm. words say? Yeah, yeah.
3: Oh, that's that's a good point. I didn't even see that. That's where the bodies of oh,
4: the bodies children were found. found. Yeah, they
3: were all found laying there, they were in a row, weird like ba- uh, burned. And keep in mind, they were in separate rooms. The mother and the son was in one room on the bed, and then the two daughters were in a separate room. However, they were found lying in a row.
4: That's weird. Very
3: weird. Parallel to each other.
2: Very strange.
3: And that's why the... The detectives wrote that on the on the wall. It says four bodies found here.
2: Oh, weird. The mother whose body was an unrecognizable mass with bones protruding through naked flesh, rendering her remains even more appalling was the absence of her head, decapitated by ruthless torturing flames. The diggers in the ruins have yet to find the skull.
4: I don't I didn't know that a fire could decapitate you. That sounds like foul play to me. Yeah, agreed.
3: Well, her head was completely severed off.
2: That does not seem like the doing of a fire. No. And. It should at least be nearby. Yeah.
3: But the problem is, yeah, it should at least be nearby. And they couldn't find it.
4: Yeah, that's At weird. all. Yeah, something don't add up there. Unless the only thing that I can could imagine is if in the fire like they had an axe posted on the wall and it happened to drop to the with the force enough to cut her head off and then it rebounded somewhere off with a well the medical freak accident but that doesn't sound freak very likely accident,
3: the medical sure. examiner is claiming that and i showed you that support beam that was yeah if, if that thing burns up and in gets false. real hot that thing could cut through your neck like a yeah, hot but butter knife. But it's
4: still like for them to not be able to find it, it's still odd. But bone is made of carbon. It doesn't just like that doesn't just happen. Like it doesn't I don't know. It just I don't know. I don't even know if that makes any sense. I But <laughs> like just, bones made of carbon? Oh, wow. Isn't it? I don't know. Isn't bone mass made of carbon?
3: Well, the humans are also made of carbon. Yeah, We're yeah. all made of carbon.
4: Yeah, <laughs> I know. <So>
3: confused. <laughs> I don't okay. know. I Th-
4: don't know. Just I don't even know people. <laughs> All
3: right. Describe
2: It does. sounded good.
4: <laughs> I did it. When it came out of my head, it sounded like it was a good point, but you know, it's probably just one of those genisms. It's probably the beers. All
3: right. This is <laughs> the, the beers. This is the prime suspect right here. This isn't the farmhand.
4: Kinda
2: reminds me of Doctor House. Oh, like, oh shit. Yeah, he does. Super it fast does. He with right. the mustache.
3: Got you Lori. Is that his name? Yeah, you know he's a pianist. Wow. Yeah, which means he plays with his pian piano. <laughs> <laughs> he plays with his
4: Swamp.
2: Before he was in House, he was in 101 Dalmatians.
4: Oh, he played Roger in the real life version. He was one. Of, he was the bad guy. Oh, never mind. Um, you know House is a great medical show, and I know we've talked about this before. And I was just like I saw a clip and it just reminded me how much I love this show, but Scrubs was actually named one of oh, the most God, accurate please, medical shows. I
2: know. We have discussed this.
3: Jesus Christ, please, don't even it's the Eagles. worst show. Oh,
4: yes. <laughs> I do love Scrubs. Yeah. So. Zach Braff and and Donald Faison have their own podcast called The Real um Fake. Okay, Doctors stop Real promoting
3: Friends. other people's podcasts. They're gonna leave ours to listen to someone else's. What the fuck? <laughs>
2: <laughs> we need every second of listening we can get.
3: Anyway, this right here is Ray Lamphier, L A M P H E R E. He's a former farmhand. Okay. And he left on very bad terms. Disgruntled. Uh, uh-huh. Very disgruntled.
4: Did he know the husband?
3: No, he didn't know the husband. Mm,
2: so there so there's no connection to uh his death.
3: Uh no. Okay. But he did work for the widow. Okay. And Apparently, there were some payment issues or whatever. And not only that, and I'll kind of get to this later, but the the mother, the widow, had went to the sheriff numerous times in the last few weeks. Filing reports say this guy, he's trespassing on my farm. He's looking through my windows at night. He's
4: climbing in your window. He is really
3: he is really making my life hell. He's scaring myself, my children, and he's actually been arrested multiple times for trespassing.
4: Yeah, so you better hide your kids, hide your wife.
3: Right before this fire goes out, the mother goes to the bank and says, if something happens to me, I want my entire farm and everything I own. Basically, here's what she's saying. If something happens to me, a.k.a. this guy is going to kill me, I'm pretty sure of it. That's, I want my entire farm and all of my possessions donated to the children's Lutheran uh, hospital.
4: That's really reminiscent of that um and, and that's Smith. what and that's yes. what
3: happened. All of her stuff mm-hmm. and she did it right in time too. Like the paperwork's signed, then the fire burns down, you know, the kids are dead, all of her stuff, all of her belongings get transferred to the children's home for the Lutheran because she's she was Lutheran. So that's why she did it because if she didn't do it there was no executor or anything else the, the farm would just go to the state.
4: Well, mm-hmm. you mentioned payment problems, but it's the very early 1900s and I feel like there's it's hard for it would be harder for women. I mean, I know they own a farm so you're going to get some income for the animals and things, but you know, if she's the head of the household trying to run a farm, it must have been more difficult for her back then than if today, you know, there was a woman running a farm.
3: Well, she was wealthy-ish. She was wealthy. At the time, for today's currency, about $1.2 million. Billion? Million.
4: Million. Still.
3: $1.2 back million. Dollars. then. Yeah. So she's... No,
4: back, the money. And back then no no no, no 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 no. today what she was making Soon. then yeah. is equal to $1. It, it's $1. like seven yeah, oh No, you no, know, no. 120 000 200
3: 000, something like that today For back then back i mean then.
2: uh i mean i'd take that me i up. mean it's about how much we make with our podcast
4: yeah
3: all right this is just mo-
2: kidding please donate to us on
4: patreon <laughs> <laughs> i'm an educator People are gonna cancel okay? their subscriptions <laughs> i'm trying to quit my second job
3: all right, this is the mother and the children. You may have seen this photo before if you have. Don't say anything if you know the story. But this is the mother and the children.
4: I don't know the story.
2: No, but she looks like Mrs. Trunchbull. Oh, she does, too. <laughs> you, know
4: you know, who else? <laughs> From
2: Matilda.
3: Yeah. Uh, I never saw. You know seen who that. else? What?
4: The
2: chocolate cake?
3: I there's a thousand movies. You haven't seen The Breakfast Club?
2: You haven't okay, seen, you haven't seen I haven't I've seen, seen, seen The Breakfast it. Club. You haven't
3: seen a thousand movies that are good. And I'm sorry, I haven't seen Matilda.
4: I'm sorry, that's but classic. it was a classic of our childhood. I mean, I guess I can't really talk because I haven't seen any movies. Uh, you know who else reminds me of Miss Trunchbull? Who? Aunt Lydia from The Handmaid's Tale. Yes. Yes, 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 she yes. yes. I 100% life. agree. Okay, I have a crush on.
3: on that girl, that uh, the main character, from Mad Men.
4: Oh, uh, yeah, Elizabeth Olsen. Peggy? No, that's not her name. Her name yeah. is Elizabeth Moss.
3: Well, Elizabeth Moss.
4: I think, right? I don't know. Peggy. Yeah. Peggy slash. She will you. always be Peggy to me. Yeah. No. It's weird. Peggy from
3: what? Mad Men. Mad Men, yeah.
4: It's hard. It's weird. It's different seeing her in a different role. Yeah. She was also in that film with um, Tiffany Haddish and. um, I think she does a great job
3: head. in Hands Tale. still, though. She does. I'm I'm like, cause do you like
4: that show? Because I just finished everyone it.
3: Everyone likes that show. Well,
4: didn't you didn't know, watch but, the third
2: season.
3: There is no book based on the third season. They just make shit up like they did Westworld.
2: I don't know. We never even well the fourth the, the fourth season well, I is coming can't say anything
3: cuz I never read the fucking books. So I don't know. The fourth even
2: know. season is coming out. Yeah, you're like it, it veered off the book. I never read the book. <laughs> <laughs> the For book. what? I, <laughs> did you read the book? Oh, no. No, fuck that. Uh, no. I will admit that. I never read the book. That's Normally like I just I just read uh, Crazy Rich Asians and I'm like, okay, now I can see the movie. I'd never I saw the liked movie. That movie. They're making a second one, I heard she can
3: read a book literally in a day.
2: I, that is something that I cannot do. So, so but he he's written three other books, so I don't know if they're a trilogy, if they're related to one another. Or, Crazy Rich Asians or the Handmaid's Tale? Uh
4: Crazy Rich Asians. No,
3: the Handmaid's no, Tales Margaret things. um Atwood. Atwood.
4: Yeah. Um I didn't know that you were watching it. Otherwise, I would have talked to you about it. because I've I just already didn't. seen
3: it. We've already seen it. It was seen a it. long
4: time. Because like, yeah. you season came were out watching a long time ago. Yeah, but I would finally like just watch it. Like at least two it. years ago. Yeah, I remember when you guys were first watching it. I was like, oh yeah, I wanted to watch this. And then I just never did. But I didn't know that you were watching it too. And the fourth season is coming out in two weeks. And yeah, I He know, never
3: watched season three. <sighs> Anything dystopian I'll watch like that.
2: Would, would you re-watch it so we can watch season four together? It'll
4: be our new Superstore. Probably yeah. not. no. <sighs> All right, no, we'll watch it.
2: Too. All right, Nicole- I might rewatch one to
3: three. All right, read this, Nicole. Right, I mean, I finished them, so. And this is, um, what you're reading tonight is from the book, and I'm going to show you what the book is here in a second. Very great book. I love this book. I love the author, my favorite true crime author, and I'll talk about that in a second, but if you want to read this.
2: The mother's left arm burned off to the upper third of the humerus. Right arm burned off at the shoulder. Right leg burned off at the knee. Left foot burned off at the ankle all muscular tissue was thoroughly burned and charred
4: see i didn't realize like i didn't think that a fire could dismember you i know it could burn through your flesh but i thought the bones would <sighs> not still even be dismember
3: yeah dismember that's but right. also dismember your legs and your your arms that's what i'm saying they're all stubs that
4: doesn't sound right to me that doesn't sound right something is off <laughs> and so, this is why what do you think we, i'm it's called Talk Murder to
2: me.
3: It's what? not the fire god. Well, me. we
4: knew it was. What do you argin. think? I'm
3: burying the lead here. Is Little that bit. what you're doing? Little Is bit. that what I'm doing?
2: The entire right side of the torso from chest to abdomen had been burned away, leaving the internal organs completely exposed. The lungs, intestines, liver, and pancreas all appeared normal except cooked.
3: Cooked. I have never seen that before. Cooked. Think Cook. about your organs. No. Like, if you want to. a cannibal story. Ow. Not even in a cannibal book I've read, I've seen that where it's like the organs are cooked. So,
4: so like there. But wasn't it's the sausage the guy? Co- wasn't the sausage guy cooking the other guy's intestines? Yeah, He's but it's the, cooking the, his the, way, the way the oh, way they right. say it here. Ding so, dong. <laughs> the way that, the,
3: the way that they say it here, I've never seen it. You know the organs. So think about your organs, your heart or whatever. It was when they found it, it was cooked and. The medical examiner tried to weigh the charred remains, but when you cook something, uh, things get lighter, right? Because the water evaporates uh-huh. and it shrivels up. So Interesting. Hadn't thought about of that. All of the organs were cooked. Yeah, because back then, if they want to kind of make sure that it's, you know, identify the victim properly or whatever, they would weigh the remains. And that was one way they did it back then. Even in a charred grilled situation where they remain or where they weigh the ashes they they would still do that, but the organs were so cooked that they shrank up
4: that makes sense, I guess I like a hot dog' shrink when you cook it.
3: what you're looking at now is some bystanders and some detectives. Let me tell you what happened. You remember the 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 mother yes, she is absent of a Head. Head. So the main job obviously is to find Find a head. head. Yeah. To find a head. So they're with their spades, which are shovels, they're looking everywhere for this head. Where is this woman's head? Okay, the medical examiner does say, yeah, that this could happen. A beam could fall off and slight slit your head off completely. But but it should be nearby. It should be nearby. The head should be nearby. right? Now, this was 100 years ago. So they—they, they, I feel like they didn't really understand that premise as we do now. But yes, the head should still be by. It should not have burned up on its own and everything else didn't burn up. So the head is somewhere to be found. So what do they start doing? They start digging. They dig and dig and dig. When they're digging to find a the head, they come across some other things. Number 1, they find a dozen of shoes all from a man. Men's shoes, different sizes.
4: 12. Which the different husband's dead. sizes?
3: Yeah, different sizes. There's an 8, there's like a 13-inch which was, you know, something I'd wear. Well,
4: that well, she did have a bunch of different uh-huh. farm far, <laughs> farm hands. Yeah, well, so the
3: farm hands exactly. So they just left their shoes there? Anyway, oh, under under said yeah. shoes Under said shoes lay a, quote, heap, a heap of human bones, end quote.
4: So was she killing off her farm hands? A a
3: heap. (laughs) A heap. So was this arson
4: justified? She was Uh, killing her farm hands and then this farm ham killed her farm ham. (laughs) All right,
3: go ahead and read this, Nequise. Hmm,
2: ham. Their spades struck a patch of loose soil that gave off a nauseous smell. About three feet down, rotting burlap, the the remnants of a sack in which a torso had been stuffed clung to the ribcage, pelvis, and spine. The skull, which bore a three-inch gash, lay nearby along the sawed-off leg bones.
3: It took them days.
4: Well, there's a head. Weeks.
3: To dig up the entire form, and if you go look, even nowadays, you can find some bone fragments. They found twenty-eight from what they think, twenty-eight skeletons. Whoa! Along with the mother and that the three children.
4: T- I wonder if she killed her <laughs> three, husband too. Three
3: children. <laughs> this yeah, reminds me maybe. Of the Silver
4: Fox, the Fox Farm, the. Oh God, that yeah, one. Yeah, Hugh. Wait, his not name the, is not Hugh, the wasn't early it? one, right?
3: No, the the Herb Baumeister one.
4: Herb Baumeister. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. What was his farm called? They the found
3: farm? a wreck, or excuse me, they found a heap of human bones. A heap of human bones. Uh,
4: that's a that's a so, large amount. A heap <laughs> is a, an well, adequate for a large amount.
3: Well, he, here's the thing. It go all the papers go from the mother so heroic trying to protect her child yada 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 putting a blanket on her on the child so when he gets out in the cold he'll still be warm you know we we adore this mother very heroic to what the fuck (laughs) we have the biggest serial killer since h.h holmes now and h.h holmes was you know still in the minds of he bad the the public so they're like, what the shit is going on in Indiana?
4: Isn't that where her Baumeister was too? Now, hmm, potentially. I <laughs> can't remember. Now,
3: let's go back to the woman's body. There's no head on it.
4: Where is my mind?
3: Give me a guess of what do you guys think? Why would there be no head on it?
4: The farmer cut off, yeah, dismembered her, and took the head as a souvenir.
3: Let's say the woman is the serial killer possible. Why would there not be a head on the body? Why don't you, why would you cut a head off if you're like in the mafia or something? So you can't identify the body, right? right? So what if she cut the head off of one of the 28 plus dead bodies laying around the hog pen of a woman that she's killed and made the detectives think, hey, that is me but I booked it out of town. No, okay. Well oh, you just
4: blew my mind. I didn't even think about <laughs> Wait, that. All right, what? tonight we're reading Imposter readi- <laughs> syndrome. <laughs>
3: all right, tonight we're reading from uh, the book from Harold Schechter. He is my favorite true crime author. I recommend any book that he's ever written. Very thoroughly researched, but also uh, entertaining like to read. You
4: like him even better than Ann Rule.
3: Uh, uh, it's kind of different. Uh, kind of. I mean,
4: you don't have to answer that. We can cut that.
3: So, this is Belle Gunnis.
4: I have heard the name before. <laughs> and I have
3: it not. is it is Gunnis. I might call her Guinness or Guinness, Guinness or something. Guinness. <laughs> but Guinness, appara- we apparently, are drinking
4: stout. Yeah. yeah.
3: Apparently it's pronounced Gunnis.
4: Now, she is known as a few things.
3: She is pew one pew. Of, She is one of the the most prolific serial killers in all of true crime history. Really? And it's also one of the most spectacular mysteries out there because no one knows if that was her or not. There's no head on the body.
4: And there was no DNA back There's
3: then. There's no... there. Well, exactly.
4: But if all of her children were dead... Were they really her children? We're getting too ahead, going, we're like, getting ahead were of ourselves. Were they really
2: her children?
3: Most of you listeners out there would have probably gotten this. There's no head on the mother. And... She's a serial killer, so maybe she got away somehow.
2: So would would this be just (laughs) any other female then? Like just some random woman? Or is she trying to pass a male off
3: as her? No, it was a female's body. Okay. However, it was the kids' bodies too.
2: Mm. Did she actually have children? Yes. Okay. Did she actually kill these children?
3: Yes. Okay. (laughs) Now you're getting it. All right, this is the hell's princess known as bell gunness g-u-n-n-e-s-s and from everyone because i actually looked up how to pronounce her name and that's what everyone else says her name is so i guess that's it gunness
4: so was hell's princess her moniker
3: yeah she actually had a lot of monikers hmm. lady bluebeard bluebeard is someone that kills her husband you know, as a as a husband killer, Black, Black Widow. Widow. That's mm-hmm. the old... I didn't
4: know that Bluebeard was on. I, it made me think of yeah. pirate.
3: The uh, it's like yeah. an olden term for that. The Laporte Ghoul, the Ooh. Indiana Ogress, the human oh. vampire, uh. or the human vamp. Oh, the female Bluebeard, the High Priestess of Murder. I love wow. that one. The Mistress of the Castle of Death. Whoa. The Queen of Crime. And The Hell's Princess. And the book we're reading tonight is called The Hell's Princess. It is from Harold Schechter, an extremely talented true crime author. And, in fact, this book is on Kindle Unlimited, so you can get it for free. And the great thing about this book is it uses something called um, Kindle in Motion or something like that. If you're on your Kindle app and you get this book for free, it has animations. So... um, And and like, for instance, it'll show you a newspaper clipping from where he pulled a source at. And then as you scroll down, it will get bigger and like on the screen. So it's like it's in motion. And it have like, you know, the chapters that have the floral kind of thing. It'll like draw that on the thing. It, cool. I, I had to show you what, what I'm talking it sounds about. sounds like,
4: like something they have from Harry those, Potter. those new apps that animate the old pictures. Have you heard of that or seen Well, you guys are off social media, so probably not. But they have this app now that, like, if oh, you have an old picture. A, old picture of yourself. Yes, yeah, I have seen and that. It, and it, Like, you can have, like, an old picture of a grandfather or someone, and it's just, like, scary. And it, it's creepy. It is kind of like Harry Potter, but also, like, creepier.
3: So check it out, Kindle Unlimited. I'll put the link on talkmore.com. So a little bit about Bell Gunnis, which is not her real name, and I'm going to get to that in a little really? bit. Hmm. But she has killed at least 28, but probably a lot more. That's probably, like a full
4: classroom. Probably over
3: over 50 at least. Whoa. And a lot of the bones and stuff were just all together and and. Random boxes, so they can't really tell how many victims there are. She vanished from what from the popular belief, and this wasn't the belief back in the time. But they found the woman's body with no head on it. Obviously, a brick or a a, a column didn't fall and slice her head off. That I and mean, that's just the stupidest thing ever. Apparently, they believed that back in the day, hmm. which is just mind boggling yeah. to me. Obviously, if you look at it today, she planted that body there. She did kill her kids because, think about it, she needs to escape. She's a serial murderess now. She needs to escape, and she can't avoid capture too well with three little snot nosed kids hanging on her. I have kids. Gotten away with it. She has got to kill kids. them kids. So she killed her kids. She vanishes from the popular belief. Now, some people do believe that was her body down there. I guess we'll never know. But the popular belief is she vanished and there were multiple sightings of her, just like the infamous Katie Bender, which we did that story from the bloody benders. In fact, there's even some that claim that this was katie bender wow but I, that's just too far-fetched for me
4: well what so, was the year difference because that was katie late bender, 1800s yeah this is
3: 1908
4: well i know you said that but i was talking about the benders was the late i think late
3: 1800s so let me talk about the background of the hell's princess here 22 years old when she immigrated and she immigrated from where nicole Norway. Norway, very good. She grew up around Selbu near the city of Trondheim. Her real name is never been. Brynhild Paul's daughter. Paul's daughter. Okay. And you can translate that uh, last word Paul's daughter. You want to give it a whirl. What does that translate to? What does it sound like? Paul's daughter. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it literally translates Yes. <laughs> Her her entire name is Brenhild Paul's daughter Storset, which is the farm name added to the word the daughter of Paul.
4: So so Paul was the farmer at Stas. Mm-hmm. and then it was his yeah. farm and then she's his daughter. And it's Bruno. pretty interesting how
2: like last names came to be. Don't you think well, so? You know,
3: it's, it's the same as like Leonardo da Vinci, right? I mean, he was from da Vinci. Right. So everyone that was in those in that time period your last name would be where you're from which yes. makes a lot of fucking sense so
2: so for like but then again they didn't I'm travel like we Something travel. in my family had something to do with doors like were they doormakers mm-hmm. i guess or maybe Harry is also a
4: french name
3: no it's not mm-hmm. yes, no it is. Oh my God. i think it's english is yeah it's native maybe american it's
4: portuguese huh? no it's not uh but collins is oh like in gaelic is o which means of nicholas Like there you go.
3: Translated into intoxicated and drunkard. Yes, Yes. (laughs) in layman's (laughs) terms, lady drunkard. Um,
2: Guilty. My mom's family is glasser, so I'm assuming they did something with glass making.
3: Maybe like bongs.
2: Uh, Perhaps (laughs) I don't know if they were that cool, but
3: so this is a Brynhild Paul's daughter. Store set. She was born on November 11th, 1859. So she was about 50 years old when this happened, when her, Mm. when she basically killed her three children and then booked it.
2: Midlife (laughs)
4: crisis or.
3: Because Mm. she knew that shit was coming down And she was about to get caught. So she booked it and then they find at least 28 bodies (laughs) buried under the barn.
4: (laughs) I have a question. So the name on the book is Butcher of Men. I'm assuming that most of the farmhands were men, but you think, how do you think she found the other, the the woman? No, there were, there were
3: sightings of women coming down to the farm too, especially right before she went. Uh, right before the arson took place Uh i'm going to get into the mo in a little bit but this is a very devious woman and that's a really good point but remember when i told you before the arson happened what did she do she goes to the sheriff and says this guy is stalking me he's a bad dude all this stuff then she goes and donates She goes and donates her farm and all of her possessions to the Lutheran Church. Why she? Why does she do that? She did that to cast away suspicion. She can't take her farm with her. It's she knows hard. she's got to go on the run. She may as well try to cast off suspicion, and that's why she did that.
2: Yeah, that's pretty smart. And, I'm wondering. What, like, and what?
3: actually, the guy Ray Lamphere, which I believe and and everyone else believes, had nothing to do with it even though he was tried and found guilty of the arson. And he was going to spend 25 years in prison, but he died a year later Oh, anyway. Well, that's uh, sad. Some sort of medical issue. But yeah, he had nothing to do with
4: it. Well, she was worth $1.2 million, you said. So she, I mean, in order to make, to to be able to live, she must have t- somehow sold something or made some sort of money to be able to live off. Of well, she, she that,
3: escaped. that was liquid.
4: And who got the insurance policy? So that
3: that was liquid. So she had one point, not that much, but most of her money was like was in cash. Hmm. Like, and she got the cash from what we're going to talk about from all these farm. Well, not there weren't any farm hands, of course there were a few, but these were men wanting to marry a rich widow. And then as we're going to talk about, she's like, well, before you come and live your life with me, make sure you sell all your possessions and get cash for it, you know, and then sew the cash into your fur coat and then come live with me. And then a week later, they'll be dead. And she is a lot richer. So she got she made one point two million dollars doing this. I mean, in there are times there are about 30 dead bodies in the fucking <laughs> in the hog pen. But anyway. She was born on November 11th, 1859, and this is from one of her acquaintances, a, quote, unlovely young woman with a large head, small eyes, short nose, and wide, fat-lipped mouth that, when set in a frown, bore resemblance to a frog's. (laughs) Shit, Ribbit. I
2: I can kind of see that, though, with her picture on the cover there.
3: Yeah, yeah, she does you know, look like funny, a frog, D, D or posted, just
4: like the eyes, the nose, the mouth. But D just posted something about tadpoles, bullfrog tadpoles. Oh, well, there you go. Is not coincidental. It is. See, she we, pay we, pay t- we pay attention. We pay. We
3: pay attention.
4: Attention.
3: All right. So here's another photo of her. She came from a relatively poor family, one of seven children. Her father was a sharecropper. And also a part-time stonemason. All the children did farm work, including her, and which served her well after she became a widow, several times a widow. Oh. And she had to maintain the farm by herself. And I don't know if you can notice by her photo, but this is a very stout woman. You know how... uh, Norwegians, they're the Vikings, and they're big. Yeah. I think the strongest man in the world is from Norway. Wasn't that the guy on Game of Thrones or something? What's his name? His name is like... Um,
4: the character's name was The Mountain.
3: No, yeah, but his name is um, Thor. That's his real name. It's like Thorson or something. Very viking I don't know. But he's huge. Anyway, th- the Vikings, Norway, they're very stout and big. So try to guess how much she weighs. And it's more than me.
4: 230.
3: Uh, so I weigh How two. How tall is she? Uh, five, nine, six. Okay. So I'm 220.
0: I often find out the hard way that all IPAs are not created equal. Some are hop bombs that forget about flavor. Others only taste good if you drink them with a heavy meal. Fortunately, Founders Brewing Company has found a way to enjoy an IPA anytime and at any occasion with their all day IPA. You can taste the hops, of course but it's the complex array of malts and grains that make All Day IPA a beer that will grab your attention. Whether you're relaxing after a long day at work or hanging outside with your friends, All Day IPA will become one of your favorites. It's one reason why Founders is in the top 10 of the nation's craft breweries and a staple in my fridge. When you taste All Day IPA, you'll understand how they got there. Look for Founders in your favorite beer store or check out their full line of beer, and now hard seltzers too, at foundersbrewing.com. Founders Brewing Company, born and brewed in Michigan since 1997. Circle K is America's thirst stop and yours, especially when the weather gets and you need to stay, stay refreshed on the go with ice cold Circle K favorites like freshly ground iced coffee, Froster, Polar Pop Cup, and more. And right now at Circle K, save on all 20 ounce Coke products, three for just $4.25, when life's go, 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 make us your first stop. Because Circle K is America's thirst
3: stop. So she weighs over 280 pounds. She is a big woman. She so, doesn't look
4: like that And big. She's 5'9".
3: So imagine her escaping.
2: You're okay. She is far. a
3: 300 pound woman.
2: Can't conceal her very well. But that would then be again, like me escaping.
3: But then again, back in the day, they had you know, women would wear the black veils over their face if they're widows or whatever. So she could conceal her face like that. Plus, she's not even in Indiana anymore. She most likely went to Chicago. That's what kind of the general consensus is. A lot of people think she went to California. Either way, the family could not afford firewood, so they sent her out to pick twigs, which then she got the name from her local town as Snurkvisbla, which translates into... Paul's twig daughter. <laughs>
4: twig daughter. Well, I guess it's accurate. Ironic if she's not like a twig. She's
2: not a twig, but she is a gatherer of twigs. A
4: gatherer.
3: She's also from Lutheran Stock, which if you're a Southern Baptist, we think Lutherans are a bunch of drunks. So. Interesting.
4: And that's Didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I'm worried about what you guys think about Catholics.
3: No, oh, I've done told you the kids.
2: Technically, I am one. She is remembered by many as a very bad human being, capricious and extremely malicious. She had unpretty habits, always in the mood for dirty tricks, talked a little and was a liar already as a child. As a grown-up, she was still little respected and was scum of society. Now, one thing that
3: I can relate to, Nicole can probably also relate to, Is she loved money. She loved money. She was money, quote, money mad.
4: Is that a Jewish joke? I I thought he was making fun of himself.
2: (laughs) Baby. And how much you love money.
3: I do love money. Money is the root of all happiness. (laughs) 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 Shit. (laughs) Anyway, this is what her sister says.
2: My sister was insane on the subject of money. Nellie Larson would later remark she would do anything to get it. She never seemed to care for a man for his own self, only for the money or luxury he was able to give her.
3: Yeah, it sounds like women in general. <laughs> Shit, I probably should cut that.
2: Mm-hmm. If you know what's good for I'm
3: you. I'm going to leave it in. Ain't no woman listens. to this. It's all men that listen to this. Ah, uh, false.
2: <laughs> I, I think you're you're targeting our key demographic here.
3: So let's talk about her first husband, this handsome guy with the mustache right there.
2: I wish I had a pencil thin mustache. You
3: know, you know who he looks like? I don't know his name, but he is, he is an actor that he's played in a Western role as the bad guy. You know what I'm talking I about? I know
2: who you're talking about, but I do not know who he is. Or like, He I don't is know his a name is.
3: fantastic uh, villain. And I cannot remember his name. He's got like reddish hair. And he's he's not like the, well, maybe reddish hair. He's not like the the main bad guy in the Western, but he's like the sidekick bad guy. Is that what you're talking about?
2: What movie? Can you think of the movie?
3: It's something uh, famous. I don't, uh, maybe it's old country. For, no, that's not it. Um, I want to say it's one with uh, the guy from um, Men in Black. What's that guy's name? Not Will Smith, the other one. Tommy Lee Jones? Yeah.
2: I was. That's weird that you referenced <sighs> Men in Black. I swear I had a dream about Men in Black last night.
3: Well, that's weird.
2: Here comes the Men in Black.
3: Going over her background, at 17, allegedly she was raped and became pregnant by a son of a wealthy landowner. Now- This landowner, from what the accounts say, lured her after she was pregnant to a private area. Now, no one knows Mm -hmm. if she wanted to keep the kid, or even if this is true. Okay. But apparently, he beat her so badly that she miscarried. And after that, she's not able, her body's not able to produce her own children, Mm -hmm. which is crazy because she has children. There were children dead in the fire. Right. right? So where where did they come from? Adoption?
4: Adoption.
3: Well, I would get to that in a second. Stolen?
4: Soon soon
3: after he beat the baby out of her, he dies of arsenic poisoning. Mm. Now, there's no proof of this, but he may have been Bell's first kill of arsenic poison. It sounds
4: very Yeah, if you raped me and then beat me, I would probably be upset enough to kill you. Yeah.
3: The guy you're looking at right now, his name is Mads, M-A-D-S, Ditlov, Anton Sorensen. This is Belle's first husband. Okay. She moves to Chicago, or immigrates to Chicago. She changes her name like a lot of immigrants do. They change her name to sound more American. Her name becomes Bella Peterson. Mm-hmm. She meets this guy, Mads Ditloff. They fall in love. They get married in March of 1884. Now he's not a well-to-do man. He's just a night watchman, a security guard okay. for a department store. But they fall in love and they get married. She loves children. And even after she miscarried, she would take in orphans that don't have a home. They need food. She would take them in all the time. She would feed them, give them clothes, raise them, whatever. There was always kids coming in and out of the home. And at first, she adopts her very own daughter, which you're seeing in the photo right here. Her name is Jenny Olson. She was also found in the charred remains. Mm. Okay. She was the adopted daughter. She adopted her from a nearby friend of the couple's. Okay. Right after she adopted Jenny Olson, Belle and her new husband decided to buy a candy store. And this isn't really relevant, but it didn't end up failing. It was a failed business to begin with. So they... Most likely, Belle burned it to the ground. Oh. So that's her first okay. arson experience.
4: And the reason to, to
3: do that is to shop. get money. The reason to do that is to get the insurance. Mm-hmm. And she did get her investment completely recouped.
2: Mm. Okay. I'll let you look that. That actually came on on my Pandora today. Really? So, yes. I was listening to. Hip hop BBQ playlist.
4: Look how. That's one of your standards. It is.
3: Look how creepy this photo is right here.
4: Incredibly creepy. It's like American Girl dolls, but like an actual real photo. Yeah.
3: So this is Belle with two of her daughters. So over the next few years, she would have four children of her own. And
4: I I do have to say that the photo you just showed before this one was very clear, like very high depth. Yeah. Huh? If you go back to the last photo. Yeah. yeah, it's like very, very clear, very oh, high yeah. def. They must have been posing for forever.
3: So, over the next few years, about two years, she would have four children. Two of them would die, which was normal back in the times.
4: She would have those children?
3: Well, here's the thing.
4: Because I thought you said she was not. Here's old. the
3: thing. The children would be in her presence, and she would claim them as her kid. She uh-huh. would have Myrtle, like in Superstore. Myrtle. Axel. Lucy and Caroline.
4: Axel is like a very non-early 1900s name, I feel like. that's very. (sighs) Axel Rose. Yeah.
3: Two would die after birth, which was pretty normal in the times. Caroline and Axel died. Mm. Myrtle and Lucy were the only ones to survive, and that's who you're seeing now. It's actually not known if they're her kids. For instance, Mm. she never showed signs of being pregnant, which, you know, she's a big woman, so maybe they missed it. Yeah. When the midwife came each time a different midwife comes to deliver the baby. Oh, it's time. I'm in labor. Uh, You know, putting a little bit.
4: uh, I heard that like being pregnant feels so awesome. But then like I've also heard like the giving birth is, I mean, obviously that's the thing is that it hurts a lot. But I've heard a lot of people like being pregnant. It feels really cool. But I don't know. I'm afraid of being pregnant and having a child. Some
2: people say being pregnant is the worst, like first trimester you're exhausted like exhausted
4: i just can't imagine growing a human inside of you like we'll see what happens i don't know if it's gonna happen to me if i'm blessed enough or whatever but like i'm terrified of giving birth
3: we can always just steal one
4: totally logical right i mean like i could also go through the legal process and adopt a child yeah, it takes or forever. foster a child. There John are a lot Perry of children. <laughs> oh God. I don't want this one anymore. <laughs> Take the serial number off. <laughs> Ready to switch. I don't know. I've thought about fostering. If I, I don't end up getting, think that's an awesome idea. If I don't end up getting married, or if I can't have kids, I've definitely thought about fostering. I love that.
3: So she showed no signs of pregnancy, which you know she's two hundred eighty pounds. So I don't know. But when the midwife came, each time a different midwife. Comes to the house. or oh, I'm ready to do it. I'm in labor. <laughs> push, push, push. Whatever. I see it in the, the movies.
4: <laughs> I was like, good job, handmaid." Handmaid's pill. Breathe, breathe, <gasps> breathe. Yeah. Push.
3: Every time a midwife comes to deliver the baby, the baby is already born, cleaned, and dressed, and ready to go. Not only that, but each time they comment that the baby looks a little too old to be a newborn. A little large. <laughs> it's like, is your baby, you have a, a mustache? A little large <laughs> and
4: in charge. It's like that SNL skit where yeah, she's in labor Will Ferrell, and Will yeah. Ferrell comes out. Oh, it was hot in there.
3: <laughs> so, so a lot of people think that she couldn't have babies at all. And she, I don't know. She just went to the hospital and stole the baby. I don't know. I don't or know like how she got these labor, babies.
4: False, false yeah. labor pains.
3: I don't know, but they may have been her kids. No one, no one knows. Um. That will never be solved. Anyway, she moves to this is before the farm when she lived on the murder farm. She goes to Alma Street, which they end up burning down for the investment. So that's second arson. Uh, they get the settlement on in April of nineteen ninety, and then right after the husband dies, a few months after they the house burns down. And they get the settlement. The husband dies after he had a, quote, fearful headache, end quote. Mm. Now, fortunately for Bella, real fortunate, she ended up taking out two life insurance policies on him. Actually, one was in the process of getting uh, expired, being expired, and she took out another one. And right then, it was the perfect overlap so she got both insurance policies when this dude died. What is today worth one hundred and fifty grand? Whoa. She she banked from that. So, yeah, that is when she moves to Laporte, Indiana, and she buys it that farm.
2: She got some money.
3: Her second husband was this guy. He's a quote fine-looking blonde Viking of a man with clear blue eyes and pointed yellow beard and mustache. End quote. That's him right there.
4: Oh yeah, he's a good-looking fella.
3: These Vikings. His name is Peter. What? Skarsgård. Gunnar. Very good. Peter Gunness. Now, he married her for her money, apparently, oh, wow. because now she's one hundred fifty thousand dollars richer. She got a farm, and that she's a, making that's good, a good money. Sum. yeah, yeah. Because she's a lot older than him, and and how they know each other is when she was married to her first husband. He was one of the people that boarded the home. You know, didn't have a place to stay, kind of like Jen, what she did with us. You know.
2: You did sound so much worse. <laughs> yeah, <legit. laughs> Shit.
4: I mean, so, I did live in a hotel for two weeks yeah. on in the worst, one of the roughest parts of Charleston. Let's, I lived, uh, let's uh, so. I'm sorry, did you have something to say about no, that?
3: No, this is Peter, this is Peter Gunness. He most likely married her for her money because at this time she's, I don't know, old-er. Almost, you know, she's for, over 40. She's not looking good. In fact, one acquaintance said... She does
4: look like Miss Trunchbull. It's all well, about personality, John. Yeah,
3: well, personality this. One acquaintance described her as, quote, a fat, heavy-figured woman with a big head covered with a mop of mud-colored hair, small eyes, huge hands and arms, and a gross, bo- <laughs> gross body supported by feet grotesquely small. <laughs>
4: Where did you find that article about me? But <laughs> I mean, that is so fucking. Jen, better. your feet are not small. <laughs> You're right. I do have large feet. Everything else was accurate, though. Thanks, Nick Queen. I mean, who, who is she hanging out with to, to say these things about oh her? Oh my <laughs> God, that's an awful description of a human. <laughs> I, mean, but, a- I mean, I feel like that all was accurate <laughs> about me except for the feet because I have large feet.
3: That was one of her friends that told a newspaper. Well, at when, least
4: they're being honest. <laughs> when they're like, oh, my God.
3: Describe her for us. So, okay. A fat, heavy figured woman with a big
4: head. Why
3: the fuck does that? <laughs> If she was not a true
2: friend If she'd been a true friend She would have said her personality
3: really shined A
4: a gross body Supported by feet Grotesquely small Holy fuck I always said if I had small feet I would fall over Holy shit Oh my god that's so mean (laughs) Oh, is that? I said worse. That's not the worst.
3: Uh, thing anyway, you know, totally. this guy, I mean, because he's a looker, apparently.
4: He is a good
2: looker. <laughs> he looks skinny. I will say that. He looks like a slender <laughs> man with a pair she's apparently. That are into, into larger, the larger ladies. Yeah,
3: yeah BB, BB, you, BBWs. Remember
2: the movie Summer Catch? No. With Freddie Prince Jr. and Jessica Beale?
4: Big, mm-hmm.
3: beautiful women's. Women's.
4: Oh, my God. It takes place in the cape. Never saw it. Do you remember Shallow Hal?
3: Oh yes. yeah, yeah with Jack Black.
4: Yeah, but Summer Catch is a great movie.
3: It. They were married in April of 1902. Not even a year later, about eight months later, around 3 a.m. It was a Tuesday, December 16th. Jenny, remember the adopted Jenny? Right. She runs. She runs. <laughs> she runs to the neighbor's door and starts knocking. It's 3 a.m. Hello, H- hello. I don't want to sound in English. <laughs> hello. Hello. Do you have some sugar and a cup of tea. <laughs>
4: Do you want to take a second if you want?
3: She's beating on the door of the neighbor and she says, quote, Papa's burned himself. Oh, and the neighbor runs over him and his son and they find Belle hysterical. And this was the husband, Peter Gunnis. The body was
2: already growing rigid. The back of his head bore an ugly wound, thickly caked with blood, and his nose was broken and bent onto one side. That doesn't sound like fire damage.
3: <laughs> All right, so Bell or Bella at the time, gave the examiner the story of what happened. He was going to get his shoes at 3 a.m., which he kept near the stove to keep warm. Pretty smart. Mm-hmm. And right when he does that, when he bends down to get the shoes, a meat grinder falls on his head. And then oh. a bowl of hot brine, woo, which was apparently cooking at 3 a.m. burns his head. Now this is what a meat grinder looks like in 1900s. I didn't know what it was either. So this is apparent. This is one from 1900 exactly. It looks like the
4: ones that they use in Bob's Burgers, also in Les Miserables. Yeah,
3: they. Yeah, that's a good point. They don't. They I haven't really changed. So, I, so it? what you're looking at? I put a photo and I, I just this was on Etsy. Someone was selling this 1900s. Uh, Meek grinder, basically what you're thinking of. It it clamps right to the table there. So what uh, Belle was saying is her husband bent down to pick up his shoes. He must have clipped the side of it, and it fell on his head. Now, if that falls on your head, you know, it's probably not going to kill you, but that thing's mm. pretty heavy.
4: Yeah, it, I, mean, I, mean, I don't, don't think it's going to kill you. Also, if you clipped it with your head, it must not have been secured properly. Correct. <sighs> because that's, that thing's not going anywhere. That's...
3: So with this photo here, the meat grinder, they would always keep this on the the counter. So, right. So it would always be clipped on there. Right. Now, the medical examiner found no burns or scalds on the entire body. Remember, she said that the brine fell on his head. Mm-hmm. His nose was, quote, lacerated and broken, showing evidence of severe blows. So his nose was completely broken. This thing fell on the top of his head. <laughs>
2: So she also punched him?
3: There was a laceration through the scalp and external layer of the skull, and he died. His cause of death was shock and intracranial hemorrhaging. Hmm. She was not believed at all. There was an inquest that was conducted. They were going to try her for murder, but then Jenny, Jenny, she comes forward and completely verifies her mama's story. Everything... It was so close that they said it sounded coached, but I mean, who's going to, I mean, Jenny's what, 13 at the time mm. or 12, actually, who's going to not believe a 12 year old, you know? Right. I mean, so they ended up not pressing charges. And after that, I, I put in my notes that, uh, Belle learned something about this, you know, this, she learns a little bit about how not to kill someone. after this because she's about to go on a a spree (sighs) here it's an
2: important practical lesson
3: Myrtle eventually tells one schoolmate quote my mama killed my papa she hit him with a meat cleaver and he died don't tell a soul end quote unfortunately Myrtle won't be living too much longer after she said that so after Peter Gunnis dies she becomes a farm widow and I'm showing you pictures right now of the farm that's a nice looking farm. it's a very nice looking farm it's got a lake look at all the the land there it's a lot of land i'll put this photo on talkmore.com
4: looks like something that would be sold for a multi-million dollar housing development in today's times because that's Mm. all they do today is just knock trees down and build houses
3: yeah trees are life
4: stop building there are too many neighborhoods we don't want you here
3: so after she becomes a widow, she starts working on the farm by herself. Now she is two hundred and eighty pounds of pure muscle, of pure John Perry. She starts working on the farm by herself. She is two hundred and eighty pounds. Keep that in mind. She was going to pig auctions and hog auctions like I used to go to. Mm-hmm. They say she could pick up a. They say she could pick up a two hundred pound hog at the auction, put a hog in the back of her wagon by herself. There's not too many guys that can do that, Jesus. but she was doing it. Now, I remember, she grew up on a farm. Mm. Around that time, she puts in an ad in a local paper to hire a local farm hand, and and Norwegian immigrant Olaf Lindbo. Because Olaf, yeah, there's there's a few Olafs that end up in the murder pig pen.
2: I was mostly referencing Frozen.
3: But, um, seen it. Olaf Lindbo took her up on it. Now, one thing about Belle Guinness or uh, Gunnis is she her English was terrible. So she is mostly targeting Norwegian immigrants. Gotcha. And one of the big reasons they want to be with her is because they also miss their homeland. Uh, and they see a Norwegian woman who's wealthy and has this farm and will. Put out because in her letters, she's going to be sending. She says, I'll put out, you know, then they're just all like on that. it. Yeah. yeah. So a Norwegian immigrant, Olaf Linbo, took her up on it. His life savings at the time in today's currencies was about 18,000. Wow. So this is, I think, the first time that she's like, holy shit. I just made a shit ton of money. This guy was here for two weeks and uh, just made 18 grand. He he went to the farm, they became really close, and a lot of surviving victims said the same thing about Belle Gunnis is she was a sweet lover. They would make sweet love and she would caress his face, you know, and then they would put on that song Lollipop by Little Wayne.
4: Fifty cent, no. He's talking about a different song. (laughs) Oh, he's talking about the song that goes like a lollipop.
3: However, not long after he came to the farm as a farmhand, another guy, Chris Christofferson,
4: I know that name, was
3: was also contacted by Bell and said that that she needed help because quote Olaf left in the middle of the
4: night. Well, how, how dare he?
3: And he left his trunk and his shoes and his money, and he left. Bye. She said that he went to St. Louis to buy some land. Mm. And here's one of the the MO things about this, and she's going to learn. She writes, she gets, I mean, how do you think she gets all these people coming to her farm? She
4: writes a lot of letters.
3: So she puts an ad out in the local paper. The
4: personal, the says, Craigslist of and, the and, 1900s. And you're
3: going to read the ad here in a second, but it's basically... You know, I'm a well-to-do widow. I got a farm. Just come here and help me with the farm. You know, we can bang it out, stuff like that, and live a happy really. life. And a lot of people took her up on that. So anyway, while Chris worked there, another man arrived. His name was Henry Gerholt. He had a heavy trunk with him, like all the the men in this it, that came to her house. He was also carrying his... Life savings as well. He only lasted a few weeks, and we believe this is where he ended up right here. This is just uh, s- some of the pile of dirt, pile, pile of bones, and and dirt in there. I think you see a shin bone. Mm. And quote, "This is from Bell." Quote, he said he was sick and couldn't do the work. He had gone to Chicago, she said taking only a satchel with some clothes, his trunk, and the bulk of his garments, including a heavy fur coat he had left behind, which became one of Belle's favorite fur coats, and she would wear it everywhere. Hmm. So, so the, what I was trying to say earlier is she learned very quickly to tell the men, hey, I, I want you to come here, but don't, but don't tell your family, don't tell your coworkers or your friends that you're coming. I want it to be a secret. Basically, don't tell anyone so they can't track you to me type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Not only that, cash out everything you own and bring all the money with you. Right. But she learned really quickly because how she got caught was the family members coming down, like, in mass to her farm and mm-hmm. be like, hey, we found all these fucking letters saying, come down here to LaPorte, Indiana. So what's where are they at type of shit? And she can't just be like, oh, he went to Chicago. He went to St. Louis. Like... Eventually, anyway, this is the ad that she put out.
2: Wanted a woman who owns a beautifully located and valuable farm in the first class condition. Wants a good and reliable man as partner in same. Some little cash is required and will be furnished. First class security.
3: That's uh, that's the. I think that's the same ad that Nicole put out that I responded yes, to. It
2: looks exactly similar. I responded to the same one. Wow
3: she would get up to ten sometimes even more replies a day mail direct mail snail mail come into her mailbox a day. Pretty soon men started showing up days apart from each other. so she this was a murder business for her that's what it was she um, was killing them all she was killing them all
4: they'd show up and then she'd kill them
3: yeah for instance, a George Barry left Tuscala, Illinois with 40 K in today's money obviously telling family and friends, He's going, quote, for a job and possibly marriage. A uh, Christian Hilkman left his farm with nearly $50,000 in today's currency, telling his boss he was going to, quote, marry a rich widow. Another Emil Tell left Osage, Kansas with around $20,000, telling his friends he was, quote, going to Laporte to get married, end quote. Mm. So you see real quick how she ended up with $1.2 million. Yep. There's 30 freaking bodies in the hog pen and some of these and she would only respond to people with, you know, 20,000, 50,000 in today's currency that had that that they could bring down. So she quickly, quickly amassed a amount of wealth from yeah. this. And it was a good business. Like, I'm pretty jealous, actually. Mm. Anyway, this is where people would end up. I'm putting this photo on talkmore.com along with all the other ones.
4: Ooh, a box of bones. There's a lot of
3: boxes that were found. Now, keep in mind, this was... That
4: looks like a pelvis.
3: Keep in mind, this was weeks after... This was weeks after, or not even weeks, days after the house was burned down and they thought she was a hero and she was trying to save her kids. It turns out she killed her kids and then burned the house down and then ran. One of the men that came down that got her caught was this guy, Because his brother came looking for him. He was a well-to-do wheat farmer named named Andrew Higlian. He met Bell through a series of letters in the summer of 1906. And there are about a year and a half of communications. He was or she was really courting this guy. You know, through multiple letters. And they got kind of desperate on her part which was like why are you not coming and he was like well you know the winter's coming and my soybeans or whatever so she's like you need to come right now cash out everything and come down and she would say um that out of hundreds of applicants she chosen him to be his forever partner quote take all your money out of the bank and come as soon as possible end quote I do not think a queen could be good enough for you. And in my thoughts, you stand highest above all high. And I will not let anything stand in the way of my doing anything for you. This is some of the correspondence. This was also the first account noted for sure. When she says, Hey, don't tell your friends and family. Cause he has a large extensive network of friends and family, you know, being rich. He Does anyway, he tells his friends and family he's going to marry a rich widow, and even though she explicitly tells him not to, she also says, sell all your belongings and sew the cash in your coat when you come down.
4: Mm, That's not suspicious.
3: Yeah. If you want to read this.
2: Dear one, make all haste. I beg of you. I'm so anxious about you, my only very best friend in all things. I wait every day to hear that you are coming. And be sure to arrange all matters so that you will not have to back
3: anymore. In January 1908, he goes to La Porte. And like her previous victims, the first thing he did was go to the bank, accompanying Belle to the bank. And think about the bank. They're like, oh, another guy, they go to the bank and cash out all of his savings, cash, in cash, of what today's currency would be $75,000. Mm. So he was definitely worth the courting for over a year. So this is him from before he came and kind of describe what he looked like after.
2: The head was separate from the torso, as was each arm from the shoulder down and each leg from about three inches above the knee down. And so the further fact that the pure. Perf- Putrefication had set in.
3: So she's not only killing these guys, and is she's killing them with chloroform, putting them to sleep, or strychnine. She'll either kill them with strychnine, which strychnine kills them right off the bat. What it does is it it contracts your heart to where it can't pump anymore. That's how strychnine poisoning works. Or she will use chloroform, which was her favorite because it just puts you to sleep. Then she can take an, an axe because obviously. There's no arms or legs or head on any of these people. She's cutting off all the arms and head. Right. She's doing that herself. She's like hacking them up. So it's it's one thing to kill a a husband or a man with poison. It's another thing to chloroform them, make them go to sleep, and then make a whole night of it chopping off arms with your three kids staying upstairs, you know?
4: Yeah. So anyway,
3: this is where he ended this is where he ended up, right here. This is Oof. you see his uh you see his head right I there you know see his head I what I'm looking at You see his eyes and his nose and his mouth right oh, here yeah, Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah whoa Yeah so I don't know if you can see but this is his feet Yep They were all separated they kind of just threw all the body parts on this tarp right here
4: I wonder what color tarp it was back in the day it Looks like maybe black Maybe
3: <laughs> Here's a uh, better photo right here you can see I'll put these at talkmore.com kind of graphic More feet more feet but the whole body is kind of jumbled jumbled up together right here Uh and if you want to read this
2: the face moreover of what remained of it was a thing of horror sunken holes for eyes a leering gash for a mouth a zigzag crack from the top of the skull to the
4: forehead
3: so this is this is the head right there look at him smiling at you Jen you just take that guy home
4: I mean, if he's worth $75,000, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why
3: not? Christ. So this is his head. I'll put that on talkmare.com. I might wow. have to take it off YouTube because I don't want to get banned for that shit. But that yeah. is the actual head. It's still got some skin on it. You can see where it's burned. You see where it's got burn marks on it? Yep. His teeth are
2: yeah, pretty nice straight. Smile, yeah. Nice
3: smile. His eyes were actually sunken into his skull there. Kind of a crazy looking photo. This is the side of the head.
4: Oh, wow. Huh. Now- You see his ears uh, and his you hair. You know,
3: look at the photo here. He was sleeping. So this is chloroform, and this is probably him snoring. And then all of a sudden, whack his head's off. Mm. So crazy. I don't think he was- This isn't like a- uh, like Because his face gets frozen. But it's not like, oh, my God, there's an axe. It's more like- Yeah. You know, and then cut off. Yeah. So I think uh, Bell. I mean, she is a fucked up person, man. Number one, to kill her kids. And number two, she could kill these people with strychnine poison. Easy. Just give them like... She would always give them these cream pies with strychnine in them, whatever. Almost like
4: Granny Doss. Yep. But das. she
3: opted not to do that. Instead, do chloroform so she can hack them up. Like, she, she is a sexual fucking sadist or some shit. Because she was also having sex with all these guys. You know, and caressing them down and giving them the She One guy said that, uh, quote, she would purr like a kitty. Ew. Oh, yeah. Give it to me. Ah. Okay, that's
4: enough. That's enough. Uh, no, no, no no no, no, enough. no, no, no. I don't want to hear your sex sounds. I do not want to hear your sex sounds. I'm taking my headphones off. No. No, we're like family now. That's weird.
3: Keep it in the family.
1: <laughs> Shit. Gross. So
3: I'll, I'll put those photos on talkmore.com. They're very graphic. Yeah. Now, this guy also had defensive wounds. Not like we think about today where it's just, you know, you're trying to protect yourself and there may be scars. If you want to read this, Nicole.
2: Across his left wrist, as he had lifted it toward his slashing bow, were two deep cuts laying into the bone. Mm-hmm. Another savage blow had chopped off the first joints of every finger of his right hand. Oh. In a death grip, the mutilated hand hefted a tuft of short brown curly hair from
4: the head of his murderer. Huh, so he was holding to her hair.
3: So they found 30 bodies after they think she's dead and she may that may have been her body most likely not because number one it didn't weigh nearly the same it was a woman and she was seen with a woman right before this happened but the body was nowhere near as hefty as bell and they were trying to say oh well the fire condenses the organs and makes them no dude that's not the same woman now and number two why where the fuck is her head right you know <laughs> what the fuck But back then, they thought, literally, the fire just burned her head off, which is fucking ridiculous. In another part of the shed, they found a buggy with two men, one woman, and one little girl. The uh, young woman was a 17-year-old, Jenny Olsen. They they actually mapped that out to her. So she did kill her own children. Mm. They actually identified her. Out of the four they found in this one shed, in this buggy there were 24 pieces. So if you can do math, there's four people divided into 24. Six. They were cut up into six pieces each. Wow. And this was normal for all the other bones they found because they just found bones. six
4: pieces you think each leg, each arm, and then you, that's one, two, three, four, the five would be the torso and the six would be the head.
3: And it's crazy. Like I said earlier, you got to think of the MO because she could have literally just poisoned these people and threw them in the ground dead. But no, she opted to chop them up when they were sleeping, which is a whole nother level of fucking crazy.
2: (laughs) With the exception of the uterus, none of the viscera could be recognized. Both arms were detached from the body. Two femora were cut off through the lower third. They were found four arms and four forearms and hands with the body, but it is impossible to say which, if any, belonged to this body. Jenny Olson had not been sent away to a seminary in California two years earlier. She had not gotten married and was not on her honeymoon journey. Chopped into a half dozen pieces, she had been dumped into a corpse-filled hole and covered with rubbish in her foster mother's hog pen.
4: That's just terrible. So in a hog pen. Ugh. So it the, Hogs eat people. I like,
3: know. that I, She probably didn't know that because she would have just gave them to the hogs. But then again, she had all these farmhands. Now, to wrap this story up, obviously that's not Gunness in the fire. She killed her three kids. Children and got away and then left. She does have a lot of cash money on her. And a lot of people think she did just have like a driver or someone that was in the mafia or whatever. Get her out of town, maybe Chicago, maybe even across the world somewhere in Europe. No one knows what happened to her. There's been sightings everywhere, just like Katie Bender. Mm. And um, there was one prominent sighting where they actually tested her DNA. This woman died and she was accused of arsenic poisoning and she was the same age. She looked the same and everything else. But and I believe it was 2014. They tested the DNA and it was not a match. Uh, so yeah. no one knows what happened to Belle Gunness. She has never mm. surfaced again. It's, it's a mystery, almost like Katie Bender, like what actually happened to her. No one knows. We may never know. And that's the story of her. She she was an arch murderess that killed her three children and she bolted and, and she left a severed body without the head trying to portray as herself. They did find her gold teeth hmm. and they said it was her gold teeth in the fire. Hmm. But those are very suspicious circumstances. More I read into the book, it mo- most likely seems the sheriff who was trying real hard to convict ray lamphere uh just planted a false set of gold teeth mm. because number one they weren't burned up at all oh weird like at all they <laughs> like
2: not melted yeah, yeah does not gold melt
3: yeah not only gold but like the uh the whole teeth even the fillings i don't think fillings. teeth will melt that but like the melt. the fillings and stuff
2: that'll stay intact it, so. it was
3: just really it, it didn't but anyway she could Hitler it, where she, you know, Hitler pulled out his huh. false teeth and left them there.
2: His bridges, yeah.
3: You know, I'm saying that could happen too. But that is a story of Belle Gunness. It's one of those... uh
2: I like the old stories. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah, so
3: this is... uh It reminds me a lot of uh Katie Bender and the Bender family. That was like the first episode we did.
4: So, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
3: so, you know, and it was about the same time period and she also got away... So it's just crazy, you know, this crazy story. I really enjoyed reading it. That's uh check out the book on Kindle Unlimited from Harold Schecter. Really great true crime author. But that's all I got on the story. Any questions about uh, anything?
4: So what was Lamphere convicted with?
3: Yeah, that's a great question. No one knows if he had any part in it at all because he was the Ray Lamphere was the farm hand that stuck around the longest. And He there's no way for him to know. I mean, all these guys come and go. He sees them. They're leaving all the trunks. Mm -hmm. I mean, who's digging these holes? He's he admitted to digging a lot of the holes, the quote Mm -hmm. rubbish holes Mm -hmm. that she needed to put rubbish in. He would dig all these holes. I really think he had a part in it. And a lot of people think this, too. She was paying him Mm -hmm. as a business. This was a murder business. They would come down. He would get paid so-and-so to dispose the body or whatever now this is all speculation and then that's when he left is because he demanded more money because now she's a millionaire and he's getting paid you for killing these people not nearly as much as he thinks he should be worth so he leaves and then right after that you see bell going up to the sheriff and Making all these accusations, he's following me, stalking me, he's threatening me, all this stuff. Right. Trying to make an alibi for herself.
2: So was he convicted of?
3: Yeah, he was convicted of arson, which is crazy uh-huh. because the the choices were arson, which also includes murder, because you burn down a house with kids in it, you know. But they could never prove that it was actually the the Belgian gunniness or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they did actually convict him of arson even though he did have an alibi mm. uh he was at a huh. woman's house at the night of the fires is 3 a.m oh. but so he did get convicted of arson they were going to appeal and stuff like that but he ended up dying a year later mm. uh, anyway so it didn't really matter and like i said about 20 years later bell's name surfaced again but uh, you know, it's it's a Jack the Ripper type of case. It, it's it's not as famous as Jack the Ripper, but it's it's a like
4: uh, female version. Of yeah. It. Yeah.
3: It's a uh, she well, killed a lot more Jack people the than Jack the Ripper was
4: a female. Hmm.
3: Uh, I don't know about that, but I mean, you know, maybe because I mean, look at Belle. I mean, she she chopped up all these people and she didn't need to. And she threw them in the hog po- uh, hog pen it is it's a crazy story. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'll yeah, put all the sure. photos on talkmore.com. Go there, share the post, please, and leave me a comment. You can request stories there. The YouTube video should be out on Wednesday. We put those out on Wednesdays. Be sure to subscribe to that. Also, subscribe to the podcast. If you like this episode and want to support us, go to talkmore.com. So let's join, become our taco, Supremo, small taco, or tacos taco, nachos, and help us along this journey. Help Jen quit her second job. And. That's all I got for the Bell Gunness case. hope you guys enjoyed it. My name is John here with Jen Nicole. Until next time, good night. You love the lily people.
1: At Huntington, we've been asking ourselves, can we make saving money any easier? And we think we've solved it. Introducing Money Scout. It analyzes your spending habits, income, and expenses to find money not being used in your checking account, then pushes it to savings, automatically why would a bank do that just to help people thrive that's how we reinvent banking huntington welcome subject to eligibility terms conditions and account agreements learn more and enroll at huntington.com money scout there are so many reasons not to skip breakfast so many savory mouth-watering tasty delicious beyond all belief reasons actually that last one was pretty convincing Stop by for a McDonald's breakfast. Mix and match a sausage biscuit, sausage McMuffin, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Any two for just two bucks. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal.